So the capital was stormed, Ted Cruz is a hero, and Mitt Romney is a traitor. It's all about to hit the fan. I'm Colby Wayne, and this is the Trumpsonian Era. So according to the headlines, a ruthless attack on our democracy happened at the Capitol Wednesday. And it was, guys, it was awful. I can tell you from personal, I'm just kidding. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't anything, dude. Just don't listen to the news. Um, of course, they were broadcasting this all over the world. And uh, we need the input of other world leaders who run uh, dictatorships and uh, constitutional monarchies. Those are the type of people we need input from. And that's the people that they were looking to on NBC, on CBS, on all the news channels, and that's what they worried about, what other people were thinking of our country. Why the heck, dude, the Founding Fathers intentionally put in ways for us to stay out of international affairs? The only reason we got into international affairs really in the first place was because of the world wars, and we just haven't been able to pull ourselves out of it since then. Otherwise, we really shouldn't care at all. We shouldn't care in the slightest what other world leaders have to say about our democracy if anything they'd like to see our democracy be attacked because they would probably prefer a ally in uh communist utopia i don't know um that's what they're saying though here's a little bit of what they were saying about the world leaders first of all here in the uk the british prime minister boris johnson said and i quote tweeted disgraceful scenes in the u.s congress the united states stands for democracy around the world and it's now vital there should be a peaceful and orderly transfer of power and a failure of american democracy the venezuelan government again which has been under direct pressure from the trump administration saying u.s foreign policy consistently promotes these policies of a aggression against legitimate democratic processes worldwide. A very strong statement from Angela Merkel, the German chancellor, who's normally very, very reserved, directly blaming President Trump. Simon Coveney, the Irish foreign minister, saying we must call this out for what it is, a deliberate assault on democracy by a sitting president and his supporters attempting to overturn a free and fair election. The world is watching, the world certainly was watching, and the world was certainly shocked by what it saw. So yes, the world was absolutely shocked by the siege on democracy and the terrible things that are happening in America. Well, guess what? I don't really care and neither should anybody else. The world has no say in our affairs. That is what the Founding Fathers wanted. We are not to be into international affairs. That didn't work out, uh, mainly due to world wars, but... uh. It didn't really work out, but you know, that's, that's okay. That's a whole nother story. But, um, honestly, bro, Great Britain, y'all need to shut up about it. We don't care what you think about our democracy. You guys don't have democracy. You guys have never had democracy. You would, but like to taste the democracy that we have, the freedom we have in America. So, uh, you guys can just be quiet, whatever. I don't know. The Boris guy, whatever the prime minister's name is. And then Germany, dude. Germany, for real. Dude, we gave them democracies. The only reason that they have democracy is because because of us. And in fact, they've really ruined it over there anyway. Uh, yeah. Well, who are they to tell us what our democracy is like? Uh, the type of respect that uh, uh, they talk to Donald Trump is, is terrible. The way that they say his name, the way that they use it, it's... 
it's disrespectful in all in all manners of way. They don't allow that to be. If somebody talked to me the way people talk to Donald Trump, I'm telling you right now, dude, I would not allow that, and neither should anybody ever. It is it's disgraceful. It is horrible. And you know, it's it's some one thing for people to say outside of the nation, but for people in Senate, in the Senate, in the House of Representatives to say it in Congress, that is it's a disgrace and it really shows the true colors of our senators and representatives. Anyway, moving on. Venezuela also talked dude, Venezuela, if I'm not mistaken, they just had some socialist overtake, dude. And they want to talk to us about democracy. Excuse me. Excuse me. And apparently Trump has been suppressing them. Excuse me. We have tried to give them democracy and they have rejected it. They wanted socialism. And you know what? AOC, you know what? Bernie Sanders, go take a trip there and see how you like it in a socialistic government. President Trump claims that he is not going to concede, which technically he doesn't have to. Uh, he will be removed from office and Joe Biden will take the presidency in a normal election. This is no normal, ordinary election, though, folks. And I'm telling you right now, it's about to hit the fan. Expect it big. Expect it coming soon. We are going to see a huge transformation of power right now. And it's not going to transform to Joe Biden. It's going to move directly back to Trump. And we will have another four glorious four years of Donald Trump's presidency. Here's the greatest president to ever live right now. All of us here today do not want to see our election victory stolen by emboldened radical left Democrats, which is what they're doing, and stolen by the fake news media. That's what they've done and what they're doing. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. You don't concede when there's theft involved. That was President Trump addressing the so-called terrorists at the Capitol. Uh, as we can see, he is not planning on conceding, and I don't blame him because regardless of whether there actually was voter fraud, half of America believes there was. Over half of America believes there was voter fraud, or at least some type of rigging involved in this election. And when half of the American citizens believe something, it is disgraceful for the government. It shows how far our government has gone, how large of a government we have now. If the Senate, if the Cong if Congress will not take seriously the worries that the American people have, you serve the people first, that is America. That is the reason we're supposed to have small government. And you know how bad it looks on our government if over half of the American people are not addressed seriously? If it's not even a big enough deal that half of America believes that voter fraud happened in this election, that they won't even hear it in the Supreme Court, that they won't even take it back to their own states as they're supposed to. It looks terrible. It looks terrible in our government. And I hope every every American sees that because it is it's disgraceful and it, it is harmful to our democracy. If there is an attack on our democracy right now, that is it. It shows that they don't even take voter fraud seriously. Guarantee you, guarantee you, if Trump won the way Biden did and there was voter fraud involved for the Republican side, that the Democrats would push harder than ever to get that into Supreme Court, get that back to state legislators and let people decide. In fact, they'd probably find a way to override it. I don't know. They bribe Mike Pence or something. It's what they do. We don't have Democrats in the Senate anymore. We don't have Democrats in Congress anymore. 
We have communists. We have socialists. We have radical left. We have Antifa. We have Black Lives Matter, which is just a cover up for communism. It's disappointing when I can walk down the streets in my own hometown in the middle of Kansas and see people holding up fists, you know, rioting for Black Lives Matter. How far is America gone? We need to find people in Congress, find people in the Senate, like Ted Cruz. I'm going to play a clip of him right here now. Like Ted Cruz, who are going to take a stand for America's democracy, who are going to show appreciation for the American citizens and aren't going to think of their own power first, like Mitch McConnell, like Mitt Romney, like the many, many traitors of Republicans in the Senate. Here's Ted Cruz. But it is nonetheless a reality for nearly half the country. I would note it is not just Republicans who believe that. 31% of independents agree with that statement. 17% of Democrats believe the election was rigged. Even if you do not share that conviction, it is the responsibility, I believe, of this office to acknowledge that is a profound threat to this country and to the legitimacy of any administrations that will come in the future. I want to take a moment to speak to my Democratic colleagues. I understand your guy is winning right now. If Democrats vote as a block, Joe Biden will almost certainly be certified as the next president of the United States. I want to speak to the Republicans who are considering voting against these objections. I understand your concerns, but I urge you to pause and think, what does it say to the nearly half the country that believes this election was rigged if we vote not even to consider the claims of illegality and fraud in this election? And I believe there's a better way. The leaders just spoke about setting aside the election. Let me be clear, I am not arguing for setting aside the result of this election. All of us are faced with two choices, both of which are lousy. One choice is vote against the objection. And tens of millions of Americans will see a vote against the objection as a statement that voter fraud doesn't matter, isn't real, and shouldn't be taken seriously. And a great many of us don't believe that. On the other hand, most, if not all of us, believe we should not set aside the results of an election just because our candidate may not have prevailed. And so I endeavored to look for door number three, a third option, and for that I looked to history, to the precedent of the 1876 election, the Hayes-Tilden election, where this Congress appointed an electoral commission to examine claims of voter fraud. Five House members, five senators, five Supreme Court justices examined the evidence and rendered a judgment. And what I would urge of this body is that we do the same. That we appoint an electoral commission to conduct a 10-day emergency audit, consider the evidence, and resolve the claims. For those on the Democratic aisle who says, say there is no evidence, they've been rejected, then you should rest in comfort. If that's the case, an electoral commission would reject those claims. But for those who respect the voters, simply telling the voters, go jump in a lake, the fact that you have deep concerns is of no moment to us, that jeopardizes, I believe, the legitimacy of this and subsequent elections. 
Unfortunately, the corrupt people in the Senate right now have decided to take the road of power and the road of lies. And uh, apparently, as of now, Joe Biden is the president-elect. But never fear, uh, Trump, I guess, has some type of plan. I don't know what it is. Uh, we can only pray, hope for the best. And, uh, you know, if it's God's will for Trump to have another four years as a president then God's will be done. And if it's not, we will be under Joe Biden and we will watch America collapse before our eyes. It is very regretful, though, that we have such traitors as Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and namely Mitt Romney, who voted for impeachment against President Trump. This guy's supposed to have a clean slate. This is supposed to be a good supposedly Mormon man, which, of course, Mormon doesn't make anybody a good person. But, I mean, honestly, he has called himself a Republican and has yielded to the Democratic ideologies. Here's Mitt Romney. Mr. President, today was heartbreaking. And, uh, and I was shaken to the core as I thought about the people I've met in China and Russia and Afghanistan and Iraq and other places who yearn for freedom and who look to this building and these shores as a place of hope. And I saw the images being broadcast around the world and it breaks my heart. I have 25 grandchildren. Many of them were watching TV, thinking about this building, whether their grandpa was okay. I knew I was okay. I must tell you as well, I was proud to serve with these men and women. This is an extraordinary group of people. I'm proud to be a member of the United States Senate and meet with people of integrity as we do here today. Now we gather due to a selfish man's injured pride and the outrage of supporters who he has deliberately misinformed for the past two months and stirred to action this very morning. What happened here today was an insurrection incited by the President of the United States. Those who choose to continue to support his dangerous gambit by objecting to the results of a legitimate democratic election will forever be seen as being complicit in an unprecedented attack against our democracy. Fairly or not, they'll be remembered for their role in this shameful episode in American history. That will be their legacy. He must have a direct cable line to ABC and, well, any news channel nowadays, I guess. Not even a single good one out there because he is spitting out exactly what the media was showing. Unfortunate, he wasn't, uh, you know, actually there to see the crowds, the peaceful crowds. And uh, if he was really close enough to one of those uh, terrorists, he might have seen the Antifa badge on their uh, left shoulder. But nonetheless, you know, it's his opinion and he is free to have it. Uh, saw he was reading stuff off an iPad there. Uh, no doubt that was directly linked to uh, Nancy Pelosi or, you know, some of the Democrats he likes to uh, pretend he's not uh, in league with. But obviously the way he's talking, we can see otherwise. And it, it it's greatly disappoints me to see such corrupt politicians. And he looks the part, too. He looks like a politician. Um... Uh, luckily we have some great men out there like Ted Cruz, uh, and namely President Donald Trump. 
we hear you know Mitt Romney telling them that that's their gonna gonna be their legacy in this dark part of American pol- political history. Right before you know the glorious new days, once Biden steps into office, we are all going to be uh, flying on unicorns uh, over rainbows, and we're all gonna be rich, and everything's gonna be perfect. You know they're gonna be remembered for trying to ruin that. And I tell you what, folks, if that's what people remember me for is for fighting for America. If they hate me, then my job has been done here on earth. We know as Christians, I know as a Christian that I'm a pilgrim and stranger and that if I go down in history and they don't remember my name and they ridicule my name even after death like they do Jesus, then I have done my job well on earth. It'd be better for me to suffer affliction and to not be remembered here on earth than for me to be remembered here on earth and to lose eternity and to lose heavenly treasures that I am promised by my Lord Jesus Christ. Disappointing we don't have more people like Ted Cruz in the Senate. Never fear. Never fear. No matter what, we know that God is in control. We don't have to worry about what is happening politically anyway. By the way, the disrespect in which people talk about Donald Trump is insane. I wouldn't talk to anybody the way they talk to President Trump. No matter what, I don't care if they disagree with me on every instance in life. I don't talk, you don't talk to people like the way they talk to President Trump, especially not the President of the United States. You want to talk about hate speech? I'll show you some hate speech. Here's Jimmy Kimmel. Yesterday was a day we'll probably never forget. We saw Confederate flags being waved in the chamber of the Senate. Pipe bombs were found near the Capitol building. Molotov cocktails too. The MAGA maggots were urinating in the offices of Congress. The kind of behavior that wouldn't be tolerated at a gathering of the juggalos went on at the direction of our con artist in chief. Congress reconvened last night. They stayed up late to officially certify Joe Biden as our next president, despite objections from a number of despicables in the House and Senate who are still hitching their sad little wagons to Donald Trump. Now, I've been watching the news and these experts keep saying, History will not look back kindly on the politicians who continue with this charade, as if those people care about history. Those people don't even care about climate change. At this rate, we'll be lucky if we even have a history for them to be ashamed of. Hi, everyone. I'm Jimmy Kimmel. Thank you for joining us for the treason finale of the Donald Trump era. This was one of those days that I always assumed was behind us. This is not the sort of thing that I ever imagined would happen in this country in my lifetime. The president of the United States, because he is too angry, too insecure, and too incompetent to deal with the fact that he lost an election, a fair election, an election that was no different than any other election, an election he lost by 7 million votes and 70 electors. What a what a tool, what a complete political tool you know i feel bad for these tv show hosts i don't even know what is he the late late show late night show i don't even know dude i feel bad for these people because he can't say anything different probably he's probably forced to say this but the way he's talking about these people it's it's horrible these are his fellow americans and i don't want i don't want to see people hurt like that i don't want to see people talk to like this this is madness. This is ridiculous. And this shows how torn apart our country is. In fact, I am all for, I am all for the Democrats breaking off and making their own silly little country over in California, wherever you want to make it break off because I've had enough of it. This is far 
from democracy. This is far from a fair two-party system. He says this election, Jimmy Kimmel says this election was no different than any other. I don't care if there was voter fraud involved or not. It was still way different than any other election. In so many ways, we have never seen a president under so much stress, under so much ridicule and hate ever in the history of America, probably since Abraham Lincoln. Guarantee you Abraham Lincoln wishes he had the stress that Donald Trump has right now. Is this the way that we want to see America fall? Do we even want to see America fall? I'm sure you asked Nancy Pelosi, you asked AOC, you asked those radical liberals, those fake Democrats, because a Democrat doesn't believe in communism. If you ask those people if they want to see America fall, they'll say yes. It's all for power. It's all for greed. They don't care about black lives anymore that they care about white lives. They don't care about any race whatsoever. I'm telling you, you want to talk about end times and the sports, the people in sports. I want to be able to watch a basketball game without having to get hammered by leftist communist views. It's not even about black lives matter anymore. It's not even about uh, racial superiority, not about privilege They'll say it. They'll talk about it. And what they say, it it makes you wonder if they hear themselves. Here's Shaquille O'Neal and a few others falling over themselves about Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Look, I was excited to be here to talk basketball, but the world has dramatically changed in the last 48 hours. Tuesday, all eyes were here on Georgia as history was made. Raphael Warnock became the first African-American to win a Senate race in the state and John Ossoff. Another Democrat won the state's other Senate seat. These were landmark victories that both the NBA and WNBA played a part in, but things quickly shifted Wednesday to Washington, D.C., where supporters of President Trump tried to disrupt the certification of the Electoral College by storming the nation's capital. It was a shocking and brazen attack on our democracy as these domestic terrorists breached security and invaded both the Senate and the House. Five people lost their lives, including a U.S. Capitol policeman, as the world watched in horror. Now, the reaction was swift around the NBA as players knelt in solidarity at the Miami and Boston game, and also with the Pistons taking on the Bucks, and finally the Clippers and the Warriors game. And there was lots of reaction from around the league, from both players and coaches. When you saw the protests in the summer, uh, and you saw the riots, uh, or more the, the police and the, and the National Guard and the Army, and then you see this and you saw nothing, um, you know, it basically proves the point about uh, a privileged life, you know, uh, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I'll say it because I don't think a lot of people want to. Uh, could you imagine today if those were all black people uh, storming the Capitol and, and what would have happened? It reminds me of what Dr. Martin Luther King has said, that there is two split different Americas. In one America, you get to, you get killed by sleeping in your car, selling cigarettes or playing in your backyard. And in another America, you get to storm the Capitol and no tear gas, no massive arrests. No, none of that. Describing those people the same way you describe someone who just stand there and make a chant and say, we want justice, we want peace. Stop using the same word. It's disrespectful, it's ridiculous. Um, and it's shameful, you know, to 
to keep calling them protesters. Not protesters, they're terrorists. It's obviously we saw an attack on our country, an attack on our democracy. But for all the people that sit back and, 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 and think in 2022 that there is no white privilege, you saw it yesterday. If you have to ask yourself, what if that was black people? You know, there's a problem. Uh, you know, we, we protest, we chant, we do this, we get beat up. They call the National Guard. We have the courage to say, we come in Wednesday. We come on coming on Wednesday. And what do you do Tuesday night? You call the National Guard. You have them stand there at the steps. We marching, we doing whatever, we still get beat up. You got these cats, the privileged cats, they, they run in, in the Capitol, which is not supposed to happen, and they get to do, do what they want. And it's still going on. It's unfortunate that it's still going on. But, you know, the good thing about us is we're starting to make changes. So now the people that we're making change with, they, they have a job to do. They have the job to make sure things start to turn around and, you know, become how we want it. You know, I'm, I'm disappointed that I saw that. But my thing is, how you let this guy get in Nancy Pelosi's office? Put his feet up. And go like this. How does that happen? And you can't let a brother just come up to one cop and, and say one thing without getting mace, billy club, or anything. So that's what white privilege is for all the people that sit back and act like, oh, there's no white privilege. We have a couple of CEOs. We have one or two black billionaires. There's, you know, we've, we've come a long way. Well, we haven't come long enough. I think it's important to remember the history that got us here, 1877 the compromise of 1877 and that electoral crisis when all the soldiers were pulled from the South and it ended Reconstruction and that instituted Jim Crow. And we have lived in that state and it's gotten better, but we're still trying to fix that moment. And hopefully this is the beginning of fixing that moment because that history has lived with us here in America. And I propose, are we going to break? Okay. We're, I propose. Go ahead. You know, because, Kenny, we come from certain neighborhoods where people have to do what they do, right? Nonviolent, get caught with a bag. They get 20, 30 years, right? They got to do what they got to do. They're, they're nonviolent. They've, you know, exhausted every options. Not smart enough to get a scotch or whatever, but they see opportunities to drop off a bag and get paid. They get caught. They get 25, 30 years. So all them people that stormed storm the little capital, they should get 25, 30 years. They should get harsh sentences for doing what they did. And they wasted five minutes of time. We could have talked about basketball, wasted five minutes talking about this. This is, these people are, I'm sorry, these people are idiots. And I just talked about not being mean to people, but come on, use your brain. Do you hear yourself? So uh, it is wonderful that we are getting uh, diverse, pe diverse people into uh, places that they might have not been there before. And you can't really blame us for that in the first place. Okay, but okay, we can say that's good. It's not a bad thing that we've had a black president. It's not a bad thing that a black man was voted in Georgia. But do you know what that guy stands for? Do you know the things he says? I mean, we're talking scary. This dude is scary. We're talking. He says some things that uh, only only the Antichrist would say. He is. He's against Israel. I don't even think he's probably for black people. Do you know who you voted in? I, I mean... Why can't we just vote in some good black people? I'm sorry. Why can't we do that? If you want black people, let's get someone who's actually going to stand for something right. And then uh, it's it's hilarious. Listen to the dramatic music change when they start talking about uh, the terrorist attacks on the White House. And, uh, you know, Shaq's kind of hard to understand, I know. But um, he said a, quite a few interesting things. 
um, a lot about the Black Lives Matter thing saying uh, these privileged cats come in and they can wreck the White House. But if black people did it, are you serious? Are you are you serious? Do you know what you guys did? You ruined lives with your protesting. Draymond Green supposedly being a Christian and calling the protesters uh, saying uh, uh, cuss words towards these people uh, about them. Don't call them protesters. These are terrorists. That's what he said. That's what he said. What do you call the people burning down houses in the name of Black Lives Matter? Or the people killing, attacking police. They don't care that a police officer died at the Capitol. Or at least they didn't. Back in uh, the Black Lives Matter era, which is we're not even out of. They they put the on the NBA courts during uh, the NBA bubble for the playoffs. They put that on the courts. That's what I had to watch when I was watching the highlights. That's what I had to look at. Instead of an MVP speech from LeBron, we got his entire political agenda. That's what we got. This this is this is ridiculous. I'm sorry. I really and I I am deeply sorry. It was it was a moral sin of America. Slavery was. It it wasn't until Martin Luther. It wasn't until we got things reformed that things got better. But it is not our fault, and you don't get to protest. You don't get to ruin lives because of it. You're fighting fire with fire, and that never works. And Shaq, I don't want to hear nothing from you, man. You are a millionaire. You have the best life you could have, and I don't. I really don't care how hard you worked for it because there are plenty of people who work for things and they don't get what you got. You're fine. And then, did you hear that at the end? He wants 30 years in prison for these people protesting. First of all, how are you going to arrest nearly half of America? Because, again, as you heard from the only probably true republic, I wouldn't say only. There are some pretty great ones out there. One of the non-traders, though, uh, Ted Cruz, talking about how many Americans believe that voter fraud has happened? How many uh, Americans still stand with Trump? How are you going to arrest that many people? Second of all, 30 years? Are you serious? I don't know a single person I've ever heard since probably the 1900s. A single black person. You can tell me. I'm sure there have been. But that's not something that happens, bro. You, I mean, they're, white privilege, it's a lie. There is not systematic racism. It's a lie. At least not in America. I could keep going on and on, but unfortunately, I've hit my mark for this podcast. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed, and as always, until next time.